Good morning, this is Christine DiGiacomo, and this is the start of Holy Week. So I want to shift our focus, if we can, to Jesus last week on this earth. I've entitled today's morning briefing, Who is This Man? I'm drawing our um, scripture from Luke chapter 22. The men who were guarding Jesus began mocking him and beating him. They blindfolded him and demanded, Prophesy, who hit you? And they said many other insulting things to him. At daybreak, the council of the elders of the people, both chief priests and teachers of the law, met together, and Jesus was led before them. If you are the Christ, they said, tell us. Jesus answered, if I tell you, you will not believe me. And if I asked you, you would not answer. But from now on, the Son of Man will be seated at the right hand of the mighty God. They all asked, are you then the Son of God? He replied, you are right in saying I am. Then they said, Why do we need any more testimony? We have heard it from his own lips. Luke 22, verses 63 to 71. And so begins the official trial of Jesus of Nazareth in the high-ceilinged Hall of Justice at the east end of the temple. After the guards cruelly brutalize and mock Jesus, saying, If you really can't prophesy, then once we blindfold and hit you, you tell us which one of us it was. Blind man's bluff meets the devil, apparently. The trials of Jesus can be divided into religious and civil. Effectively, this would be the third religious trial. The chief priests and teachers of the law already knew what they were going to do with Jesus. So this meeting was merely a formality, to satisfy the technicality that such trials must take place in daylight. Once Jesus answers their question, Are you then the Son of God? with, You are right in saying I am. It has the political overtone of a threat to Rome, a form of sedition, and it is all the council needs to send him to the Roman governor, Pilate. The council could condemn Jesus to death on the basis of blasphemy, but they could not carry out the death penalty under Roman law. The Romans had to find Jesus guilty in order for him to be put to death, and that was their goal. Chuck Swindoll had this to say, by the end of the third trial, after fishing for a suitable charge that would both convince the Roman governor and mollify the agitated Hebrew masses, the religious leaders had what they felt they needed. Jesus claimed to be the Christ, whom Jews widely regarded as their hope of expelling their Roman oppressors. Certainly the empire would want to rid itself of a potential revolutionary, and if Jesus were executed, the people would reject him as just another false messiah. So, just who were these men on the Sanhedrin, the ruling council? They were leading Jewish scholars who knew the 613 points of the law well, along with the supporting scripture. They generally lived morally upright lives, were schooled in the sciences, and spoke the languages of the Greeks, Romans, and Egyptians. Here's the interesting things. thing. Their oaths bound them to interpret the law in favor of the prisoner whenever they could. There was no appeal to their verdicts, so they made every effort to protect those on trial. So what happened then? Well, they all had an axe to grind because Jesus had publicly criticized their religiosity and hypocrisy. They clung to their political power and public influence, and he was a threat to both. High priest Caiaphas, clad in his lavish garb, led this trial with great pomp. Just what did Jesus do that was so bad? They were accusing him of blasphemy, claiming to be God. In truth, Jesus accused himself by answering Caiaphas' question, 
you are right in saying, I am. These men knew the significance of Jesus' I am statement. In this way, Jesus identified himself with God when he used this familiar Old Testament title for God from Exodus. The irony is this. The only reason Jesus was standing in front of them was because he was exactly who they were trying him for being. Theologians, philosophers, scientists, and college professors regularly set out to debate the claims of Jesus Christ in our present day. The very thing that was at issue and for which they brought him to trial. History, science, including archaeology, fulfilled prophecies and changed lives all served to shore up the validity of his claims to being the Son of God. Whether we debate the matter aloud, or discuss it with others, or totally ignore it, sooner or later every individual must decide what he will do with the same Jesus. Oh, not in the flesh anymore, but seated at the right hand of God and interceding for his children and coming again. The lights go down on the set, with Jesus standing before his accusers, who believe they have enough on him to hand him over to the Romans. Oh, Jesus, I am so sorry for your fate. I am sorry for the lonely agony you are enduring. Sorry for what history has shown us will come next for you. Amen. If you'd like to see this in its entirety, you can go to Morning Briefings, click on Who is This Man? And we'll continue in Jesus' um, trials tomorrow.